The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the May 2021 edition of Winners and Losers on the Voices of Search podcast. Today, we're going to take a look back on the month and talk about some of the trends behind the biggest movers, shakers, and slackers in the SEO world. Joining us for Winners and Losers is Tyson Stockton, who is the Vice President of Services at Searchmetrics. Tyson manages Searchmetrics' SEO, content, and client success organizations, and outside of shepherding their largest and most strategic clients to SEO success, He's dug through the search metric suite to help you understand who's making moves in the SEO community. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right. Here's our monthly sit down with Searchmetrics' Vice President of Services, Tyson Stockton. Tyson, welcome to Winners and Losers on the Voices of Search podcast. What's going on, Ben? How you been? I'm good. I'm good. It's been an exciting month uh, in the SEO world. Seems like in general... World's opening up a little. People are getting vaccinated, you know, what is it? Vaxxed and waxed out, ready to party. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's also algorithm update season in SEOville. How are things going for you? It's going, yeah. Excited to, you know, hopefully turn a page, not uh, not be talking about uh, COVID and the, all those things that we were talking about for the last year and a half. Any comments on either your vaccination or vaccination status? <laughs> no, no status update in the <laughs> vaccination category. Yeah, no, got both shots. Good on the vaccine front. Good, good to hear. Well, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the SEO world. We had some unconfirmed updates that it's update season. Have have you heard anything? What's shaking in the uh, the Google update world? Yeah, so we haven't had another like official core update. 
but there was quite a bit of rumblings, I'd say, over the last month or so for some just volatility in the rankings. Um, unconfirmed updates, which everyone knows is a pretty kind of regular ongoing piece. But we did have two that were fairly notable that got a lot of chatter in the industry. The first one was actually at the end of last month after we recorded the April one. So that was April 30th. There was one. It was kind of like debated, is this the product review update? Is this something else? So I definitely would say that we saw movement beyond just like kind of like what was going on with the product reviews. But we did see some movement going on that time. And then more recently, there was also another one quite recently, May 22nd, there was yeah some chatter too around an additional kind of unconformed update. Very kind of had a nice little post on it too, saying that you've seen a ton of volatility, wasn't seen as much in... Yeah, like people like in the forums and things like that from it. But as far as like within the rankings, the tools did see a bit more volatility around that date as well. When I talked to Jordan Cooney a couple of weeks ago about some of the basically the algorithm updates that may or may not be happening, we used a lot of earthquake metaphors and he kind of described it as with algorithm updates. There's not so much aftershocks. Sometimes there are, but there are pre-shocks where Google is testing some data on smaller segments to see, you know, what life will look like when they roll out a larger algorithm. Based on what you're seeing, do you think the big one is coming? I mean, I wouldn't say it in the sense of like, I don't know, I guess us here in California, it's always like the big earthquake coming. And it's like not in the sense of like, hey, it's just going to be one that's going to change everything. But I think looking at the past few years, having a relatively consistent cadence of core updates, a little bit more time that's passing on this. So it's like, yeah, I would definitely say I expect like a larger algorithm update to be coming. That notion of like, yeah, sometimes you have those like precursors the, to kind of like foreshadow what's coming down the pipeline. I think there's definitely a lot of validity in that. I'm really thinking too that like later in the year too, we're going to see quite a bit more. So we're coming off kind of the cusp of the the mobile only indexing. We all know the story around core web vitals, but also too, just uh, I think it was, yeah, last week now with the Google IO event, additional updates of things that they're going to be bringing into the algorithm. So they had the whole piece on mum, which is going to be another thing that's kind of joining in with like the BERT algorithm update. So I do think we're going to see quite a bit of change kind of coming both in that volatility of understanding queries, linking together, like following subsequent searches. Because I think that is a really interesting area where it's like, typically we all kind of take almost this like user's journey through our queries where we start with one thing, then you lead to the next query and then to the next query. So I do expect to see some interesting changes coming kind of like later in the year. And I think the stuff that we saw this month, I would say is probably more to like kind of core update that we'd be seeing but definitely expect for a fair amount of excitement later in the year. Now you mentioned mum being sort of related to the BERT update. For anybody that missed Google I.O., tell us a bit more about what that means. Okay, so mum, what it stands for is multitask unified model. So this kind of similar when they announced like BERT with the biodirectional. And so that they were looking at more of like, how does one word tie into kind of like the relationship to the words prior and post in the query where this one it's looking more of how different queries are then linked together 
And so that's where it's tying into that kind of like user's journey of like linking together different queries to then have, you know, more of that predictive. And they were kind of framing it all into this like more of like Google changing with AI type component. But I do think that'll be interesting because one, they gave examples and talked about in the sense of, hey, this is not just like one language. What this is going to be doing is it's going to allow us to be looking across like text, images, all these other things. So I think that is something that, you know, we're still getting kind of some more information of, I would expect in the coming months, probably to get quite a bit more information on like, what is the extent of that? What is the prediction of like rollout languages, markets, all those other details. But yeah, I'd say it's too early to say exactly how significant that impact is. But I would would anticipate that to have kind of a, a similar potential of how like when they introduce Burton to it and just this further evolution of not just like understanding content, but understanding like how users search and then using that to then surface the relevant content for that. So when we look at some of the things that we've seen changing, you know, obviously there were some potential updates. Who are some of the big movers and shakers that you noticed this month? Yeah. So, I mean, starting out just elephant room, I mean, always a good place to kind of start with the big, you know, the top two. And, you know, we had conversations back in like 2019 of like, oh, shifting of the powers, like YouTube actually eclipsed Wikipedia from overall like search presence. Since then, YouTube's kind of been kind of teetering out. We've, you know, had the different hypothetical conversations around like antitrust lawsuits, et cetera. I think it's just more of kind of like the shifting of the landscape. But with that, I'd say from this last month, we saw a pretty substantial jump and boost in performance from Wikipedia. So if we looked at kind of the time frame right before that April 30th algorithm update, they went from 55.7 million SEO visibility score. And now they're up to kind of that 59, almost 60 million. So even though it's like, you look at the graph, it's like, hey, yeah, it's just a little increase. That jump is larger than a lot of websites' overall visibility. So I think that one is pretty substantial. The distance and separation from YouTube and Wikipedia is also just drastically increased because it's the same time as we saw Wikipedia get that nice little bump. It wasn't as drastic. And we talked about YouTube last month being one of our losers. They've kind of continued that like bleed out from performance. So it's like we saw a larger decline last month on YouTube. And this month is not as steep, not as drastic, but single digit, I mean, one to 2% week over week for the last four weeks on YouTube. So we're seeing some continuation of the trends we've seen at the top with YouTube falling a little bit farther behind Wikipedia for the most searched for the, the most visible site online. Talk to me about some of the other categories that we've seen. Any difference in the updates in media, streaming, some of the the other content players? Yeah, media was an interesting one too. And so, you know, typically we see a fair amount of volatility in this industry. One thing in particular was the BBC had a really strong, and I mean, even going into last month, I think the week that they had this most significant growth was a 7% but they've had consecutive positive months since end of March. So they've gained quite a bit. When we look at kind of like the other players in it, 
So the two big ones, New York Times, CNN, we talked about them a while back when we were talking about the December core update in the last year. And both of those sites have been bouncing around a little bit, but the overall direction of them has actually been on the decline since uh, the beginning of this year. So you had significant gains from the BBC, and then you had kind of this like little teetering out declines, I would say relatively similar, a little bit steeper with CNN. New York Times wasn't as much of a fallout, but you have BBC now that's kind of inching a little bit closer to give perspective. New York Times, 2.7 million, CNN, 2.6 million, BBC coming up on that 1 million mark. So still quite a ways to go. But as far as like the websites within that space that had the greatest gain this month, it was the BBC. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So we're seeing changes in the media landscape, BBC picking up the, you know, the most visibility. Are you seeing any changes in the other contents, the audio content, your Shopify? Obviously, we're biased towards podcasts here. You know, Netflix, anybody in the streaming realm that had any changes this month? Yeah, Netflix actually had a really strong month. So they, yeah, actually six weeks of positive growth. They were kind of on the decline. They hit a high back in the beginning of the year and they are right around that same level. But I'd say overall media streaming, we've seen positive growth there. So not just Netflix. Netflix had the most substantial gains this month. But then you also saw a strong positive month from Hulu. Also, if we look at kind of the the newcomer, Disney Plus, they're still considerably smaller than the other two players there. But if you look at like their growth, they, I'd say like beginning of this month. So yeah, May 2nd, 16% increase, followed by another 6% and then kind of some other single digits. So even though they're considerably lower, given the inventory of like shows available content within it, Still quite a bit of growth from Disney Plus as well. You know, one of the biggest things that I've been thinking about over the last month, and it goes back to the the waxed and vax joke of, you know, the world seems to be opening up. Yeah, sure. We're seeing some fluctuations in, in streaming and we're seeing some growth and visibility in that industry. People are still consuming a lot of media. 
we're getting close to the summer and the airlines are starting to open up. People are starting to think about travel a little bit more. I know I'm getting the itch. Insert waxed joke here. <laughs> I was waiting for that one. I, I know. I know. I couldn't help myself. Sorry, everyone. Close your eyes. I guess this is a podcast. You don't have to. But talk to me about what's happening in the, the travel industry. Are we seeing increase in visibility? Are we seeing increase in demand and search for people to start thinking about travel? Yes. And I am definitely one that's in the boat of, yeah, wanting to get back on the road and get traveling. Itching to travel. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to stay away from that. But yeah. So as far as like, let's start with the airlines. So American Airlines, if we look like the domestic US airline providers, kind of the big three, American Airlines, United, Delta. Um, American Airlines was kind of sitting um, pretty comfortably in the, the top position there at the beginning of the year. They did have a little bit of increase. They fell down, but they've been relatively stagnant. Uh, United, though, was the one that had kind of like the, the big strong month. And they are just about 2,000 points below American Airlines. And then Delta, on the other hand, has been... They've been growing a bit, like kind of following a similar pattern as the other ones, but no substantial growth kind of from the others. So I'd say like United was the winner of these three, the other ones relatively stagnant. Seems like the industry hasn't really picked up in terms of overall search visibility. Now, just because people aren't hopping on planes yet doesn't mean that they're traveling. What about the hotel searches? What about Airbnb? Yeah, so... First, let's talk more kind of like the the booking aggregate ones. So a um, couple kind of like main players, and we've talked about these on the podcast before, um, kayakbooking.com and hotels. And I mean, of course, you got to kind of throw Expedia in there, but you know they are quite a bit larger from the other two or those other three. I think those other three are interesting to watch because they're all kind of in a similar kind of ballpark. But let's start with Expedia. They've been actually on the decline since December of last year. I wouldn't say it was directly attributed to the algorithm update, but they hit their kind of peak in, let's say, Q4, kind of October of last year. And then they've been kind of sliding down since, but still head and shoulders above the rest. When we look, though, at those other three, so this is Kayak, Booking.com, and Hotels. We saw in the last two weeks, really, positive signs from all three. But when we look at kind of the last six-week window, we actually see that hotels has kind of slumped down and they're kind of in that number three spot. And then we see, I'd say, the most gain coming from booking, but also kayak following a very similar pattern as well. So I'd say more of a positive sign from the aggregators in this sense. But if I was to kind of pick a part, I'd say booking probably like the best winner in that group and then hotels being kind of on the on the other end of the spectrum. What about Airbnb? Airbnb, that one, definitely the most substantial growth. And so they've actually been on a really strong growth trajectory since... Feb into February or so. So they had, you know, no big splash months. I think their biggest in the last six weeks, their biggest growth was 9%. But again, it's that consistent progression that we're seeing. They had their peak back in July of 2019, pretty substantial kind of fall off. But I'd say 
overall, they're kind of gaining back some traction. I'd say quite pretty healthy from their side. Interesting if you want to go in the similar space too, though, VRBO, similar space, very stagnant though. Not a ton of movement there. They're kind of just still been hovering around the same place that they've been in for the last few months. <laughs> that totally ruins the narrative that I had, which are people are starting to think about travel. They're still hesitant to hop on a plane, maybe not ready to look for an airplane, but if they can drive and rent a place to themselves, hey, Airbnb, you know, the apartment rentals looking like the safest option. And we're seeing that in search demand, in visibility. Then again, there's VRBO who's not following that trend. So maybe it's not as clean and as simple as we expected. Tyson, let's land the plane here. Get it? Travel, land the plane. Talk to me about who are your biggest winners of the month. Biggest winners of the month. You know, I'd say for like absolute gains, got to give it to Wikipedia. Um, I mean, I know it's a little unfair given the size and magnitude of that site, but also being that they were able to capture gains that were more drastic than a lot of entire websites' visibility. I'd probably put Wikipedia as my number one from overall absolute gains. I'm going to go for Airbnb as the winner, even though we didn't see sort of a similar trend with VRBO picking up the travel bug in terms of visibility. I do think that there's something to be said for the times changing and Google is starting to recognize that people are interested in thinking about traveling. And that's why we're seeing Airbnb pick up so much share. Talk to me about who are your losers for the month. Losers. So I'm going to go off script on a loser and this one, I was having a chat with uh, Lauren Matricardi on the, the DSG team, and she brought up kind of Glassdoor. And so if you look at like just what happened this month, not like it's not going to catch a ton of attention, but I think they're a really interesting example when you look at kind of like some EAT factors and you look at how they fared at kind of the the last core update and then how they've been on this kind of bleed out since then. So I'd say Glassdoor, I would actually put as a loser and also a really interesting one to look at if you're interested in kind of like core updates and EAT factors. I'm going to go off script as well. You mentioned Lauren Machicardi, who's one of the SEOs on the digital services group. Somebody that we've wanted to have on the podcast, you know, a member of the search metrics team, one of the best SEOs that we know, scared of public speaking. She's scared of the Voices of Search podcast. And as much as we love her, she still won't agree to come on our show. Maybe we'll be able to drag her here one of these days by calling her SEO loser of the month. Lauren, we both love you. My favorite loser we've ever had. All right, Tyson, <laughs> any last words before I let you go? I don't know. I don't know how to follow up that one. But yeah, Lauren, come on the podcast. All right, Lauren, we love you. You're not a loser in real life, just in the podcast world. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Tyson Stockton, the Vice President of Services at Searchmetrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Tyson, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is Tyson underscore Stockton, or you can visit his website, which is TysonStockton.com. 
And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 